On tonight's program, ladies and gentlemen, we have something that's going to make you sick. Hi, guys. So we are back uh, for episode number two. What it do, um, what it do, what it do. <laughs> Dylan, don't copy me. Dylan, I, I noticed that. I noticed that. Dylan, Dylan, you need to have your own unique greeting. So what's up, Dylan? What do you mean? What do you mean? <laughs> what it do like is that, mine. Bro. I always say that. <laughs> uh, give me some time. Oh, no, Dylan no, doesn't want me to, to swear here. Otherwise. I never said that. Be yourself. It's, it's a family-friendly environment. Uh, family friendly. <laughs> it's a bride with kids. Yeah. <laughs> oh, those ones are the worst, eh? <laughs> yeah, oh, sh- those brides are the worst. But uh, <laughs> adult brides are the best. Adult brides are the best. And uh, it's a bride, bro. Poetry is a bride and there's nyama and there's conversation. That's that's it, bro. That's what's important. Mm. So on on our bride play today, Sharon, what's our status? We are starting off with the moral dilemma. This is probably my favorite one. Um so I hope I think Takunda you've heard it once before, but I just hope you don't remember your answers, okay? Mm-hmm. So it is from I read it in, in a book by Justice Sandel and the book is called What's the Right Thing to Do. But it's originally by a writer called Ursula Gein. I think they're French. Um So there's a city, imagine a city called Omelas. It's a city of happiness and civic celebration. Um, it's the kind of place where there are no kings or slaves. There's no advertisement or stock exchange. It's a place without the atomic bomb, right? Um, and I know that sounds, that sounds very, <laughs> that sounds very unrealistic, but there definitely is something queer about the city. In a basement under one of the beautiful public buildings of Omelas, or perhaps in the cellar of one of its spacious private homes, there is a room. It has one locked door and no window. And in this room, there's a child. The child is feeble-minded, malnourished, and neglected. This child lives out its days in this wretched misery, right? So everyone in the city of Omelas, which is us, um, Imagine yourself, you are one of these people. We all know this child is there, all the people of Omelas. We all know that this child has to be there. We all understand that our happiness, the beauty of the city, the tenderness of our friendships, the health of our children, even the abundance of our harvest and the kindly weather of the skies depend wholly on this child's abominable misery. If the child were brought up into the sunlight out of the vile place, If it were cleaned and fed and comforted, that would be a good thing indeed. But if it were done in that day and hour, all the prosperity and beauty and delight of Omelas would wither and be destroyed. Those are the terms. The question is, are those terms morally acceptable, right? We are living in this incredible place. Zesa doesn't dip. Uh, We're not using bond notes, buddy. Everything's all right, you know. Um, we don't have potholes. We have no corruption. We actually, you know, we get along, you know. But it only it happens because this lighting. We've crypto, we, uh, whatever you want, okay. 
it's, it's, it sounds like a utopia, but the only thing that doesn't make it a utopia is the fact that all of this utopianness is due to the fact that this lighty is being sort of really terrorized under this room where there's no window and she's super malnourished. Are those terms morally acceptable? Okay, this child, just for interest's sake, uh, does this child have a sixth? No, actually, the story refers to the child as an it. So, okay. w- yeah, we don't, we don't know the child's gender. Shoot, that's a tough one, man. That's a tough one because this kid should not be suffering whilst everyone else is enjoying, whilst every other kid is enjoying themselves and enjoying their youth. Mm-hmm. But, but we, we need, we, we need this kid to be here. We need the kid to, the greater majority of um, the community needs to live a good life. Um, I, I, I find it difficult to reconcile with the fact that I need to take this child, to take this child out of uh, its misery. It means misery comes upon the greater number of people. But it's at the same time, if it was part of the number of people who were not living in misery, I would be, so to say, enjoying myself and that's it's, it's difficult i think i need to take a minute to think of it Dylan, what do you think mm-hmm. yo i i've always believed that in sacrifice in in uh, success there always exists sacrifice you also have to give one thing up to get something right or to get something positive or to get something in return mm-hmm. that's what life is like it's sacrifice all over again. Like no matter what it is, you're sacrificing. Yeah. That's exactly that's thing you to sacrifice. So this kid here, as much as this kid is suffering, yes, we all feel this empathetic need to 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 um, to help this child. But we have to realize that one life over millions is uh, like you know what I mean. Can we really okay. compare the two? Okay, you raise a really good point, which is that, you know, for things to prosper, sometimes you have to make sacrifices. But usually, the the sacrifices you're making are sacrifices that you bear upon yourself. In this case, the sacrifice we are making as a city, as a population, is a child that is actually not us. We don't feel the pain she feels. So it doesn't really feel like sacrifice. Um, It just feels like, it It feels like a ritual. If you oh. have if you have a certain level of empathy, which I believe every human being has, you are sacrificing because we have to realize as well that as human beings, when we sacrifice things that we love, we're also sacrificing mm-hmm. we're also sacrificing other things as well. For example, you know those rich dads, or yeah, let's 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 go there. Let's see these rich dads who think who think that um material is the way to raise a child, you know. Those mm-hmm. rich dads, they're sacrificing their time with their child so that they can make money so that this mm. child here can live a healthy, rich lifestyle, right? That's yeah. in itself is sacrifice. But it the degree sacri- of sacrifice is different mm. because you're sacrificing your emotional suppose, stability because with that empathy, you continue to feel in some way uh, a level of pain 
but not 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 to the extent that this lighty ex- experiences um you get to experience the happy things in life while this child this innocent child has no happiness for the sake of the multitude which is something that i i heard takunda say as well which is the multitude should triumph because of the greater good it's justified for this kid to have to experience this torture because the greater number of people get to experience happiness Is yeah i mean it's it's yeah it's true that's an it's more of a utilitarian take but mm-hmm. i i i have to agree with it but i think at one point in time like dylan said we all have to feel some sort of empathy for this ch- uh, child we i think from there that's when in that city there's a greater likelihood that that child then becomes the deity of that people um i don't know if mm. you follow that proverbially crucified for the majority yeah so the so it's it's possible that a religion through empathy a religion is actually born um from from that situation Sheesh. but but i mean in that case in that Sheesh. case and the child becomes a deity so it's a like dylan says you have to sacrifice something so the the child is sort of sacrificing her her the ability to enjoy life and get this reverence from people get this respect and this adoration from individuals this treatment to be like a god even though she is in pain and then no. the other side of the of of the of, of the of the hand the child is 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 sorry the community the, the mm-hmm. city gets to enjoy a good life which we all want so it's sort of it's a win-win situation but it's a really messed up no situation. way very messed up um i say no way because i don't think we would really deify this child the way that you presented to be um i think that a parallel situation that we can relate to today is knowing that the food that you eat or the clothes that you wear um were put together by little kids that were forced into child labor kids that were trafficked from flipping south africa all the way to okay, i don't want to use a random country but yeah some country right or to omelas let's say and they forced these little kids to start putting together clothes for you to wear and you end up buying these clothes in Mr. Price whatever you wear you know Gucci whatever it might be um i think today we wouldn't be as open to wearing those clothes or eating that food knowing that it's kids that are not pay- being paid at all and they shouldn't even be working that are putting together these things like it's it's forced labor and i think i don't think we even deify kids like that in this day and age we don't treat them as though they're a deity we don't treat them as though they're a god i don't think it's an honor for them to be terrorized in this manner for the greater good but also i think my major objection is that for me while i do agree that you know this lady is being super terrorized and it, it's not okay part of my reason for not wanting this kind of city or part of my reason for saying these terms are not morally acceptable is that in a in a world where it seems like a, a utopia where there is no suffering um i don't think people can find true meaning i think and i think takunda i've spoken to you about this before i think meaning sometimes is found through suffering and through the ways in which we try to ameliorate that suffering 
right? So if I live in a world where it's perfect and I have no hardship, um, where do I find meaning in that? Um, the constant yeah. happiness, is that even good for us? No, I, I agree with you. I mean, there has to be some form of, of suffering. I mean, if you look at some of the great things that have come out of human um, invention, there's been things that resulted from, from suffering, um, so to say. So it's, 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 suffering is important. We need to suffer. But the question is, why are we suffering at the end of the day? Um, and if we are not suffering for a good cause, then the suffering is fruitless. It's futile. Mm. So this child suffering, they could be us, uh, the people of Omela, finding purpose within themselves. What purpose do they have? Um, is there a purpose to be an exemplary city? And as a result, this young lady, this, 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 this not this young lady, this young child has mm -hmm. to, to suffer. I don't mm. know, but, but at the end of the day, mm. I'm gonna choose. I'm gonna choose the city. I'm gonna choose the city. That's honest. Dang, dang, Dylan, what are you choosing? Still the city. I th I think he's gonna choose the city. He's okay. gonna choose. The city. I still don't. I think people are mean. So so we don't choose the city. No, we all choose collective suffering and collective joy. But then if we have collective suffering and collective joy, I don't think that's possible. I think we cannot all be happy and all be sad. We can. I, I just mean it varies. We, we won't constantly be happy and we won't constantly be suffering. Um, but altogether, we will experience a sliver of joy and a sliver of suffering every now and again. And that's exactly what world we live in right now. Okay, that's true. But then would you then say you're better off one person out of the 7 billion people there, mm -hmm. one person suffering so that the 6.9999 billion, I mean, I don't know how I many nine. Okay, six, let's say it's you that we choose. But I'm not a child. No, no, no. We, let's change it. <laughs> let's say it's you that we're choosing. I think I, I I would feel sad and I'll feel anguish and anger and frustration and all kinds of bad things and ill towards uh, my people. But mm -hmm. I, I I honestly believe at the end of the day, my sacrifice will um, benefit a lot of people. So mm -hmm. I'll like 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 I like I say, I would seek perhaps from a, the perspective of a father who sacrifices his joys, his, his ability to enjoy life so that his own child can succeed. But in this case, oh no. Yeah, in this case, um, I think the father example works really well. And I think that's why they chose the subject of the story to be a child because kids shouldn't have to go through such responsibilities. Um, I wouldn't even call it a responsibility, but uh, I just feel so wrong about it. Yeah, I mean, at the end of the day, it's it's what's important is the majority. I'm sorry to say. The, I mean, the, the other thing is that 
the, the numbers are not in favor of this child because it's just one mm. person sacrificing mm-hmm. for millions, if not billions of people. So mm-hmm. do you want anguish to come am- amongst a lot of people when it can be avoidable with just sacrificing one person? But that person is not deserving of that anguish. I think that's my bonus contention. But um, you also mentioned that if it were you, of course, you would feel like super bad and super angry with everyone. But you might end up just taking it, taking the dust. I'm not that brave. Uh, I'm saying if you all. <laughs> you say mom's way, not me. So there's that. But So um, you're, say, you're saying you would chicken out? I would chicken out. And I'm telling you to put your uncles and your aunties and your kids. Not me. I'm running away to Mars with Elon Musk. Oh, well, uh, it's time to woman up, Sharon. Come on, this is the 21st century. <laughs> oh, okay. Take That's a good point. Me. That's a good point because today we are talking about patriarchy. Mm. Um, and I'm going to hand it over to you. This moral dilemma, before you go, um, if you guys have anything to say about it or tell us what you think, are those terms morally acceptable? Do you agree with Takunda or nah? Do you agree with Dylan or nah? Do you agree with me or nah? Let us know. But today, speaking about patriarchy, Takunda, take it away, boy. No, we're not, we're not going to do that, Sharon. We're not okay. going to do that. What are we doing? Say, you might just say, Takunda, I hand it over to you. <laughs> <laughs> so, but I hope just everyone gets that joke. <laughs> I was about to say, I was hoping, I just, but just a point of it. reference. <laughs> Just a point of reference, if you've got um, internet, just go search up Jessica, uh, NBC News. You'll find uh, there was uh, an interesting um, conversation between the main anchor and the sports anchor. When the sports anchor failed to introduce the, the uh, sorry, the main anchor f- failed to introduce the sports anchor as was agreed. And they were live on TV and she, 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 she stood her ground. Hey, she stood there. She's like, we're not going to do that. We're not going to not do that. doing that. Yeah, she stood her ground. I, I Akunda, we are live. <laughs> <laughs> we are live. Come on. Okay. The cameras are rolling. Back to studio. <laughs> <laughs> Our topic today has to do with the gender wars. Patrick. Mm. And I, I, you sent you sent me a tweet from you sent us a tweet from social from social media. Sorry. Uh, a post mm-hmm. from social media, in particular Twitter. And I quite I found it quite interesting because for me, there were two posts that mm-hmm. happened. And from those two posts, I find the reason why we ended up having this podcast. Why we said, guys, come, let's discuss this. Because there's this guy um, at Chikashana. So Chika, at Chikashana then asks, if patriarchy is to be dismantled, what system are we replacing it with? Is it currently in existence in other cultures? Or will it be brand new? Mm. Right, so he that was the main tweet. So this guy asked the question. Then right below the, that tweet, this guy goes on and adds two more tweets, and there's a conversation. It's a different guy altogether. So this is at Twitter user Lanky Observer. So he then says, patriarchy is why we have a society, however imperfect. It is why we have families, the building blocks of societies. We think we can do without it, tweeting from the smartphone it gave us on an internet invented 
sleeping in houses that it built before driving on roads it made. Then he goes on to say, say this. When we, uh, we were in precarious mortal danger out in the wild, patriarchy protected us. It then built the civilization, enabling us to live longer, safer, healthier lives. We have become what we are as a race because not in spite of the patriarchy, destroy that and society collapses. I like his take. I, I like mm. his take. So before I, before I go on to the replies to that tweet, mm-hmm. I just want to know, like, just just in a minute, just like, tell me, what do you think? What do you take from that? Um, I, I, I want to give this disclaimer. Mm. I'm going to give an uninformed opinion or a yeah. misinformed opinion. Um, yeah. But that's the that's the goal of the conversation, so that we can steer each other into the right way. Exactly. Yeah. Um, I my first question is, what is patriarchy? Because if it has built these things for us and it has given us the civilization that we now have, um, what then is this patriarchy thing? Because what I'm seeing now is a lot of toxicity um, attached to and hurled towards the patriarchy. And I don't want for us to be discussing something that we all don't agree on. So if we could start off by defining what we mean by patriarchy, then maybe we can see whether I agree with the tweet or not, or whether I agree with you guys or not. Um, okay. But do you so have... So just hold there, just hold there. Before we mm-hmm. go into defining the patriarchy, let me just hear Dylan. Mm-hmm. What is your take on what I just read out to you? I think you also had a, t- a chance to, to go and read the tweet for yourself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I checked out what you said. Mm. And um, what can I, like, it's very, it's, it's a very complicated thing in terms of uh, history. Mm-hmm. Right? It, like that's no, where we have to no, start no, no. from. But- don't wait. Don't. Mm. Don't. I don't. I don't want you to define Patrick as yet. We're gonna get there. No, no, I, want I you get to you. Do. I get you. I get you. I'm talking about your tweet itself, because this yeah. person here is talking about how um, we don't have systems without patriarchy. We don't have this without patriarchy. We don't have that without patriarchy. Which yeah. is very true. Which is very true. But that is only because patriarchy had the power when all these things are coming into fruition. It's the same thing as Africa itself. We don't have this in Zimbabwe. Um, let's start with Zimbabwe. Let's, let's be specific to Zimbabwe. Zimbabwe wouldn't have this um, education system without colonization. Zimbabwe wouldn't have this kind of um, laws or this system of law without colonization. Zimbabwe wouldn't have this type of government without colonization or this way of living without colonization. Everything started from colonization. It started from a negative that sooner or later bloomed into a positive, right? But it's not saying that without this negative, this positive would have come out of it, right? It's the same thing as what this person is saying. He's saying that through this, hey, should I say Patrick is a negative? I don't know. We'll get into that. But through something, something else came out, right? Okay. I, I like I like I like use what you, your use of an example of colonialism as an example. 
because then someone went and replied to that tweet and he says, this is what they replied to the initial tweet. Slave society gave us the amphitheater. It gave mm. us the Colosseum, the aqueduct. I don't know what that is. It gave us the works of Aristotle, Socrates, Plato, and mm. city states with fine architectures. I don't know how accurate that is, but he goes on and says, what should we replace it with? We shouldn't abolish slavery. Then he um, like dedicates the, the, the code to someone, to apparently a homo Nigerian clowniness. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm, uh, I'm going to read a few more tweets. Uh, that Before you go. To, 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 yeah, yes. I think this kind of shows, like this Omelas thing. Um, we have all of this development at the expense of ABC. Mm. We have the structures that we have at the expense of the freedom, <clears throat> sorry, of people. America is what it is today at the expense of the slave trade. Um, so the sacrifices that are being made are other people's lives, other people's autonomy, other people's rights for the sake of development. And the question is, what do we value more? Is it this development? If it is, then we maintain the patriarchal structures. Um, or is it peace and harmony? Uh, I wouldn't yes. know all the opposite things. It's um, a question between what is more important between work orientation or people mm. orientation, mm. right? If we're, if we're aiming to make people happy, then what is the way forward? Equality. If we're, mm. if we're willing to make um, to get to a certain point in our lives of development, then most probably is going to be work orientation. Now it's a, At the that's the question of that of equality. Exactly. That's the question to society as to do you want to be happy or do you want to be comfortable in a society where we have this kind of level? I think where it gets hard, sorry, Takunda, before you move on, mm. is that in this case, women and even some men are the ones that are stuck in the basement under the city while the city prospers in some aspects. Um, and <laughs> sorry. Capitalism. huh? Precisely. So every now and again, we could say, yeah, I'm for this thing. I'm for this movement. I'm for this ideology until you're the one that has to sit in the basement. Mm. Um, and we can't ever try to assume that men don't, experience suffering as a result of patriarchy themselves it's not only women um but we're going to get into that so Takunda, yeah. carry on. so i'm gonna read another tweet um another reply to 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 nike observer so la belle au bois d'aumont says this i'll touch quite a long name it says hmm sir. okay lupin <laughs> okay okay <laughs> She says, she says, hmm, sir, you're confusing biology with a destructive self-serving system designed to steal from and hurt those that do not conform to its standards. And it says you, and puts the handshake to, to show that you are in, in agreement. So you and white people saying colonialism was great because it brought savage Africans technology. They both mm. do not make sense. Mm -mm -mm. So I'm going to read uh, another two tweets. Um, I just need to find it. 
Yeah. Because there are obviously people who were in support. So this guy, um, a Twitter user, this Zeus Meister, this the underscore Zeus Meister says, this is a very good observation, and I think it's true. But allow me to introduce you to Occam's razor. What is, is not necessarily what ought to be. Just because it is that way right now does not mean it should be going forward. I disagree with that, though, because now we look at a fallacy. We can't, we can't totally, um, like, it's called, a, what's it called? It's called a slip, no, it's not a slippery slope. It's a type of fallacy where are saying that A leads to B and B leads to C. Now, this guy is denouncing that altogether, saying that because we can't say this is Yeah, very true. He's very right. But at the same time, we can't say that that doesn't lead to that. It's a possibility and a very, very high possibility that because of A, B is happening. If you're looking at it in biblical terms or in religious terms, because um, of the destruction, like during Noah's time, when God sent the flood, right, and everything was destroyed, henceforth, we got modern civilization. It's very true. But let's say God didn't send the flood. Do you think we'd be in this position that we're in today? We don't know. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Mm. Okay. I, li- I like that. Then another Twitter user at DennisRed93 then replies and says, he's replying to the initial tweet on Patrick. He says, this is my stance on the issue. I naturally stay away from this conversation on Twitter because it triggers some and it's hard to have a sensible argument. I'd rather speak in person, so we learn from each other. However, this tweet right here is good to me. Mm. So he agrees that patriarchy is important to society. We cannot destroy patriarchy because if we remove patriarchy from society, then society collapses. Now, this brings me to come to the question is, what do you guys understand as patriarchy? I'll shoot with you, Dylan, first. What's your understanding of patriarchy? What do I understand by patriarchy? Um, yeah. honestly, without a doubt, we are all pro, um, what do I want to say? We are all, um, products of patriarchy, meaning that we've all stemmed from this re- from this way of living to say that we live in a male dominated society, especially us being Africans. We, we stem from a male dominant society. As a global scale, I'm not going to say as Africans, on a global scale, actually, we live in a society where men have more of a voice, more of power, more of um, a say in how society runs itself, where we see not only the social aspect, but politically, economical as well. We have a situation where people have fought for race um, to say that, no, we live in equality. But then um, we have equality in terms of race, but then you see that the people that are rising to this power or the people that find it easier to rise to this power are males. Why? Because starting in the household, remember charity because at home, right? Yeah. But yeah, in the household, it's the man that is the face of the house. Even though in Shana they say that Mukazi Musha, something like that. Yeah. <laughs> right. But I mean, Musha would mean that the wife, the, the mother is the home. Man. Exactly. But at the same time, as much as we have that saying, 
it's it's not a secret that the face of that house or the one who's calling the shots is the father or the baba or whoever the male. Whenever there's a problem in the house, whenever um, par- um, foreigners or visitors come, they kneel to the father. They have conversations with the father. The when we talk about lobola or bride price or whatever you want to call it, when is the most important figure is the father, which yes. turns into economy, where you have bosses, and majority of these bosses are males. And you go to the political, where you have the president, naturally, according to society, has to be a male. Right? Mm-hmm. Subconsciously, consciously, whatever you want to call it, it's just, it feels better or it feels a certain le- level of comfort when Don in charge is a male. That in itself is like patriarchy. Consciously, subconsciously, as much as human beings, we, we try by all means to say that no, we're all equals males and females. But when you have a society or a way of life that is dominated by a male or male way of thinking, that in itself is um, patriarchy. That's what I think patriarchy is. Okay, that's an, that's an interesting take. Um, mm-hmm. I also like the examples that you use because those examples are examples that a lot of people across many countries and across, in, across the entire globe actually can relate to. Um, mm. The, the example you use of the family and the father having the final say. So even mm-hmm. in Western um, societies, you find it as well. It's Eastern very present, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And in and and, and African societies as well, even mm-hmm. the Middle East. So it's quite interesting that patriarchy seems to be a global phenomenon. A phenomenon, sorry. Despite the differences in cultures and political systems and races in history. Patrick, it seems to be constant across dominant, the world. Yeah, yeah, across the world, especially when it comes to Eastern. I like the way you mentioned Middle East uh-huh. because in those cases, it's mostly because of religion. All right, now, we're gonna come to you. We're gonna come to that conversation, Sharon. Just give me your understanding of of Patrick. I think yes, your sir. perspective, your perspective, will be quite interesting because yeah, 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 yeah. because you're not a Patrick. You are actually a Matrick. So we'll actually want to see how um, you understand uh, Patrick. Mm. Um, it is in some ways very similar to what Dylan said. Uh, the way I see it is. But of course, it's like, what I always say, Amanda, you people, I'm always right, but continue. Oh, uh, Dylan. Dylan, <laughs> do you mind if I carry on? <laughs> so, so I need to get permission from the man in the house. Shut up. Just, <laughs> wow. wow. <laughs> no, I'm playing. I'm playing. Um, we, we practice so, a different kind of Patrick here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know what it is. Um, mm-hmm. So for me, it's a system where the man is supreme. It's an organization where the man is supreme. Mm-hmm. And this cascades into different realms of our lives. So relationship-wise, marriage-wise, the man is supreme. Beliefs-wise, the man is supreme. Um, politically, socially, economically, we see the trend of the man being supreme. And by supremacy, we mean the man is the one who has the power and he has the influence. And what we find on a more nuclear level, like family level, is that 
when that man disappears or passes away or whatever, that power is passed down. And if he has sons, it's passed down to the son. Um, so we see that a lot happening in our homes, but also on a wider scale, we also see that politically on the most grand of organizations of or governments, for example, the United Nations has only had male secretary generals the whole time. It's the same thing with the with America, with its unbroken history of male presidents. Um, so just like Dylan says, it starts in really small nuclear places, but then you see it cascading into wider spaces as well. It could be that, for example, at the bank that you work at, um, the board only has males in the board, or there's just one Han who's in the board, you know? Or it could be that um, in your village or in your community, when it comes to distributing assets, only the dudes are called to discuss how we're going to distribute this stuff. Um, and it's only distributed among themselves too. So it's that level, it's that power, that supremacy um, that's found on different levels from the most nuclear to the most grand. And more often than not, women are disadvantaged. Um, and they are, there's a, there's a major level of inequality. Of course, the degree of inequality varies, but the inequality exists. Um, for me, that's what patriarchy is. And if it were a matriarchy, it would be that women have the power and they have the influence and it's passed down to other women. Um, so it, it, it works on, on both ends. But of course, we live in a patriarchal society. I think that's an interesting um, take. Um, I like particularly how you, you pointed out that it initially starts within the nuclear family. And then actually spills out into the extended family and eventually the extended community. For me, for my understanding of patriarchy, uh, it's it's in the same uh, area as you mentioned, Sharon. That you have the family, then you have the extended society. So in the family, uh, how I see patriarchy is where descent um, is held through the male line alone. So the children belong to the father, not the mother. The children take on the father's surname. The children find identity within their father and not their mother. The wife finds um, identity within the husband. So the family is founded by the husband. It's not founded by the by the mother. So the the, the ideologies, the name, the identity of the father determines the identity and founding of the family. That is a patriarchal system in the family in nuclear. Who is this person? <laughs> but then, then in the extended now, uh, um, we're looking at a, a, a societal system where men hold the primary power and are in predominant roles of political leadership, economic <laughs> leadership, and cultural leadership. And they have moral authority as well. They hold moral authority and have extended social privilege. That is a basic understanding of my basic understanding of patriarchy. And I think this is an understanding of patriarchy in the modern day. Um, whether that is patriarchy in itself, I think that's a different question. So I ask you guys now, is that from my understanding of patriarchy, right? Um, do you guys think that patriarchy is important 
it, it should stay? Should we have a patriarchal system? I, I personally believe yes, because I believe if we're to remove patriarchy, we will still have something to replace patriarchy that is either worse off than patriarchy or a system that is inefficient. So it's more, we're going to, we either have a system that is more oppressive than patriarchy or a system that is not as efficient as patriarchy. But I'll explain my, my train of thought uh, much later. I really want to hear what you guys have to say. Do you guys want the patriarchy gone? Do you want it to stay? I'll, I'll start with Sharon because hmm. you are the probably the one, you're probably the one who suffered the most under, under patriarchy. What, what do you think the patriarchy should go? Do you know, I actually have a story about this. I'm sure mm. I have many stories, but my very first um, time experiencing inequality just by virtue of the fact that I'm female was when I was in probably lower six or upper six. And we traveled to South Africa for a hockey and rugby tour. Mm. It was definitely upper six. And um, that year I had been learning like rugby riffing. And so I'd been doing like touch. I was, I was a touch judge at that time. Right now officially mm. known as uh, assistant riff. So. Yeah, <laughs> so we traveled to SA. Um, we finished our hockey match. Everything was Gucci, right? And the boys start to play their rugby. And I'm like to Mr. Mike, who was the senior rugby coach. And I was like, sir, um, I want to run touch for this game. And he's like, nah, it's chill because I had been doing that back at home. So I asked the dude who was holding the flag on the side of the line. Um, another student, SA school. And I said to him, dude, can I run touch? Is that cool with you? And he's like, yeah, sure. And he gave me the, the flag. So now I'm, you know, doing my job. And then the riff notices. I had been in, in it for like a minute or two. And the riff notices. He stops the game. He calls the dude who gave me the flag onto the field. Um, speaks to him, says something in his ear. The dude comes back to me. Everyone's just waiting. We don't know what's going on. The dude comes back to me and he's like, uh, coach said you shouldn't run touch and that I should take the flag back from you. And I was like, why? And he said, because you're a girl. So like, whoa, that was painful. That was painful. Um, and it was especially painful because I hadn't experienced that back at home. And Mr. Miki was also touched. He was like, you know what? You can probably run touch for the next match, but for the sake of the game, let's just leave this dude to, to keep running touch. Um, and what Wait, bothered I, me before, before you, before you continue, I just want to note mm-hmm. something. Um, so. The, the, the riff, how old was the riff? Like, just probably 40s, 50s, white dude. Um, uh-huh. I don't know if that's relevant, but yeah, yeah he was, he was, was, he was an oldish dude. Yeah, okay. Mm-hmm. Then the, the, the touch judge, the initial touch judge that allowed you to be one touch. Yeah. He was how about old? my age, probably 17, 18. He actually looked younger, maybe 17. Black. I white. was 17 at the time as well. He was white. No, okay. No, I understand. But the the reason he gave me was that coach said it's because you're a girl. Yeah. So, but I just want um, to understand the dynamics there. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So I was saying the thing that bothered me the most was that it wasn't a question of my competence. It wasn't a question of is she competent to do this job. Um, does she know what she's doing? 
will she make this game flow? Because we all want this game to flow. It wasn't a question of that. It was merely, you're a Han. That disqualifies you completely. We don't care if you've been training to be a touch judge or not. We don't care if you, you have a flipping Kotko jersey. We don't care. It's the fact that you're a Han. Um, and I think that's, we experience that as girls or as women on wider scales. Um, and it could be that I want to work in this particular job, but I won't get a promotion because these dudes just think because I'm a Han, I can't but be do as. Do you think that it has something to do with masculinity as well or ego, male ego? Um, I'm not sure, but I'm going to put that on hold right now so I can quickly answer Takunda's question. Yeah. Um, the question was, do you think patriarchy is important? Was that your question, mm-hmm. Takunda? Yeah. yeah. Should the paycheck be staying? I think that it can only stay insofar as we dismantle the toxic traits of the ideology. Um, yeah. And we have to then sit down and scrutinize the ideology and say, what is toxic about this thing? Where is mm-hmm. it hurting us? There's been, we should do research. There's been research that shows, like you had actually said, we have to choose between, do we want an efficient system or do we want, um, I don't know what the other thing that you said was. I think it was something like, or do we want um, equality? And the assumption is that equality and efficiency don't go hand in hand. But research has been done that shows that when you equalize a community or a society, it's more likely to advance. It's those assumptions that we are trying to break down. You assume that because um, we have gotten to this level of development, we should maintain the system that we have because it keeps advancing us. But we haven't tried to question whether or not equality could actually advance us further and at a faster rate. Those are questions we need to ask ourselves. Um, but for me personally, for as long as it's, it's unduly suppressing other people and discriminating on other people, women, um, it has to go. Those bits of it have to go, but we have to scrutinize the thing. We, we, I don't believe in saying that the whole patriarchy must dip. Um, I don't think that's a very, uh, fruitful way of going about it. Let, let's discuss what areas of it do we not like. And if we find that every single part of it is what's detrimental, fine. The whole patriarchy must dip. But we have to do it. We have to actually scrutinize the thing, um, section by section, if that makes sense. Mm. Okay, uh, I like that, um, Dylan. What's what's your take? And yeah, no, no, I want to hear your opinion first. Like, what do you think? No, about what I want to hear thing? yours. I, I want to hear yours. Look, I, I, my, my opinion is always right, so the right opinion has to uh, become, come ah, at the end. <laughs> oh, oh, that's how it is. We all know that I, in this podcast, I'm the one who's holding the truth, but anyway. Um, I'll go there. Um, it's very, very interesting to say that let's keep it if it's working. That statement is very bold, Shark. That is a very. I didn't say that. Oh my gosh. What do you mean? Did you say that? I didn't say that. No, no, no. I was arguing against the efficiency argument. Okay, 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 okay. No, 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 please, please. Uh, no, 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 no. Listen, listen. Okay, okay. A 17 year old Sharon would not be happy with me saying this, hey? That <laughs> hand just wanted to run touch. 
It's not working. It's we're we're not happy. You're not happy. Fine. Um, but you said something along the lines of dismantling something and finding the toxicity in something that that is there already, right? Yeah. yeah. Do you want an example? So that sure, we sure. Let's okay, let's clear so, the air here. Okay, cool. So let's let's go back maybe 40 years ago. Mm-hmm. My math is bad, eh? So I don't even know when 40 <laughs> years ago was. It might be 1950. I don't know. My math is really bad. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, well, 40 years ago is 1980. Okay, let's let's go so back maybe 20 then, years yeah. back. Let's, uh, let's, okay. Let me just give you a date. Maybe 1960s, 1970s, you know, those areas. Mm. Um, let's go back to when Hans couldn't vote. Yes. Um. The system may have been working at that time. Things may have been developed. Uh, men may have, you know, with their dominance and supremacy, mm. advanced a society to a particular level where women uh, get to enjoy the fruits of mm. capitalism, maybe. you The men are working. We are working in the coal mines. Mm. We are giving you zaps. You have electricity at home. You have True. water. We've created this infrastructure. It's great. It's grand. But there are still some inequalities that exist. And at Mm. that time, some of those inequalities were things such as voting and going to school. So at that time, there may have been a level of development, but women still were disproportionately um, situated in society. Mm. The toxic thing that we had to fix at that time was that women needed to be able to go to school and women needed to be able to vote. Those are... Sorry? Toxic according to whom at the time? Toxic to the entire society. Mm, mostly women, though. Continue. No, no. And I want to clarify this for you. Yes, precisely. At the time? Um, precisely. I mean, Sharon, it, would this, have, it, would have been, it would have been very toxic because, look, at, at that time, this is the 1960s, we've signed the Universal Declaration of um, human, human, rights. human Rights, right, in 1945. And we're saying all oh, human rights, all oh, oh, human beings are equal. People need to be treated equal. Mm-hmm. And we have women who are not going to school. We have women who don't have access uh, to jobs just because they're women. Mm-hmm. There's that lady from, um, I think it's NASA, uh, who could not enter into a particular room. She was mm. because number one, she was black. Number two, she was a woman. So she could not enter mm. a particular Double room. Double homicide. And, you know. <laughs> So she can't get a particular that. room so that she can contribute to um, the physics of going to the moon. I, yeah. I forgot the name, but it's an, it's an American story. Um, mm-hmm. It's an American story. And it's quite interesting that she finally did the calculations. I hope I got mm-hmm. it right. She finally mm-hmm. did the calculations that allowed the moon landing to occur and Neil Armstrong um, to actually land on. on yeah. yeah. So um, that is toxic in itself, Jenny. Precisely. And that's my point. I'm, and I want to make this also very clear. I think a lot of the times we like to speak about these things on a morality basis. And morality simply isn't working anymore. People aren't being convinced or persuaded by morality. So I'd rather we rely on the evidence and the research. Okay. When we research and find what are the effects of educating women, educating people equally, how does that affect society as a whole? How does that affect you as a man in 1960? When we educate more women, we know that there's a direct correlation that will increase economic growth. You get to live a better life, okay? 
um, more educated societies are better off. That's just naturally how it is because now women can work, right? We can work, we can bring value back to our family. He said more so educated yes, societies. More educated societies are, are better. Well, I don't agree with that, but continue. No, but I mean, okay. look at Dylan, look at it this way. If you have a mother and father in a family who are both mm-hmm. educated, it means that they're economically viable people, which That's means true. you come from a, a double income household. Uh-huh. And, and please double don't, income households are very please, good. Please, can we not make, mix between social privilege? I'm going to say privilege here loosely. Social privilege and economy. People, you you guys are talking as if um, if you get an education and you get a master's or a PhD in something, that means you automatically get the the wealth or the financial. No, that's different. That ex- no, no it's, that's exactly we're talking what about. No, we're no, saying definitely. yes, sir. You have kids, you have girls in your family, right? Let's yes. just say you have hands in your family. Mm. All the boys get to learn up until upper six. Mm. Maybe they they can get do a few jobs. Some of them maybe go to university. Mm. But the Hans, they finish at grade seven. Yes. Okay. Um, you they can't get a home. better job than the males. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, generally, yeah. And the research has been done. We, we can't even argue about that. The research has been done. <laughs> and if you I mean, have you research you... To, to, to disprove that, I would be very happy for you. I would yeah, be I mean... very happy for you to bring that research because I have it. Okay, okay. Let's okay, speak fine, from fine, evidence. Fine. Come with facts, maybe, come with yeah, facts, come with facts, come with facts. Because I mean, you can't be a doctor with a degree seven. You can't be an architect. You can't be an accountant. You can't be a clerk. You cannot be. Literally you guys, gonna be you guys viable, seen, just a grade seven. Have you guys seen that that uh, meme? Is it a meme or um, a writing or whatever you want to call it that says that? Um, how does it go? Where it goes, rich? Uh, not rich people. Sorry, educated people. Um, become the working class and then people who finish like in high school become part of the government and then people who finish with seven become part of the army and the army is the one that rules blah, blah, blah. have you guys seen that right? yeah exactly but think about this way who makes up the majority of the army it's people who don't men. even have an education yeah but it's it's still men it's still men. True. Okay, let's 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 ask the I mean, Zimbabwean soldiers. Good yeah, life it is say. Yeah. I, say, like, they, is is life really as great the as the country? Oh. I mean, look, look, even in the United States, I think the United States appointed its first um female general just in this in the past decade between 2010 and 2020. Mm. And a country like Zimbabwe, for example, has never appointed there's only one female. Brigadier General, if I'm not mistaken. Very true, but we've had vice presidents who are female, right? Just one. Or a vice president that was female. Just one female which vice is, president. Which is a monster. And we've, we've had so many, so many vice presidents, yeah. but which only one female vice president. Yeah, yeah. Let's, but, but, but now we're let's not take us, yeah, let's, let's not take a small um, percentage of a population and assume that that, that represents the wider majority. Um, exactly. <laughs> but no, but, but Dylan, I hear what you're saying. I can, I understand, I understand where you're coming from. But um, now, now because we've digressed, I don't even know where I was going. But the point mm-hmm. is, the point is, you wanted me to clarify what I was saying, which is mm-hmm. that the more we equalize society, the better society is as a whole. 
it's not just women that become better as a whole we just become better um but i'd be very happy to share with you some of the stuff that i'm talking about the research or whatever it is so you can see it for yourself and then maybe come back and we can you know have an extension of this conversation but from what i have read and what i have heard the more you equalize a society the better the whole society becomes it's not just women um so yeah i'm going to stop now i agree with that but at the same time um i feel as if uh we need to set or we need to have an understanding that not everything can be as equal as we wish it to be as much as this sentence on its own might sound very discriminatory but there are some things in society but i'm going to be very controversial here there's some things in society on this way of life whereby we know that women can be better than men very true on that i'll give an i'll give i'll give a perfect example um as to why i believe that women can be better than men in some situations and that has to be the way forward for example um i remember when i was um what's the word i was campaigning to be a vice president of my campus the school for the student body right at uh, university and then and this is not and this we we are speaking from a zimbabwean perspective where things are more open and people are more open minded than in most cases right maybe not as open as the west yeah as the west but more open than the east let's be honest as africans um growing up in a muslim society i remember when i was campaigning to be a vice president and we had to pick a cabinet and we had to find a cabinet the president and i were looking for a secretary and majority of the people that were around me were like oh of course so which woman or which girl are you going to find to be secretary because of this society's notion that women are more organized or have more of an organizing factor than men right and i was totally against this honestly i was like why can't we get a man to be a secretary like it's just a matter of being able to to hold documents and you know what the secretary does right and everyone around me they had this notion that yeah but it's standard standard procedure that that uh, you know a woman is secretary and this brought to mind that yeah that again when i remember when the the statement at the beginning mukazi musha if we really think about that statement what does it mean it means that women have more of a mother uh, feminine character than men and by feminine i don't mean as a woman but i mean as a character because you have men who are, uh, but, who are uh, but of course Dylan they're going to have feminine characters they are females it's not of course you have females who are also who are, who are more masculine than men in the same yes, way you have more true true but they have they, men who are I mean, actually feminine than females mm. um, but, but yeah yes I, i agree that happens but mm. those are so to say exceptions because the that's exactly what i mean there ordinary course the ordinary course of business is that if you're male you're going to have male uh, characteristics there we go so again let's talk about let's talk about maternity leave and paternity leave then 
No, no, no. Wait, wait. There, there, that's a, a, a conversation on, on equality. We're talking about patriarchy. And I but if like, we're talking about patriarchy, we have to talk about equality now. But okay, let's yeah, hear yes. you. I, I like the conversation that you and Sharon have been having on equality. I don't mm. think equality is attainable. It's 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 a complete fallacy. Let's define let's define what equality. I'm equality gonna, of I'm opportunity wait, or I'm of gonna, outcome. Let's differentiate wait, the, between okay, the two. Right. Okay, perfect, perfect. I love it. I love it. equality of opportunity or equality of outcomes. Mm-hmm. Or fairness, actually. Let's talk about this equality of fairness. What do, do we do? We talk about being fair, or do you talk about being equal? Okay, but wait, wait, wait. Mm-hmm. Let me, let me, let me, let me give you my take on Patrick. Mm-hmm. Then we'll go into equality. I'll mm-hmm. give you my take. Now, on Patrick, I think Patrick's system needs to stay. The reason why I think a particular system needs to stay is that as human beings, we need an order. We need something to provide order, whether it's a political system, social system, or it's a economic system. We why need can't some women sort of bring order. that order? Wait, wait, wait. We need some sort of order. So democracy gives us a, a political um, order. Capitalism gives us economic order. Socialism, so not socialism. Patrick can also give us um, uh, social order. Now, the reason why I would say a patriarchy over a matric is because I think I have a conversation with this with Shannon, is because maternity is never assumed. Maternity is obvious, but paternity is assumed. Right? So when you come back to what is the foundation of every society, family is the foundation of every society. Family is where you get your values before you go out to the world and start knowing things about Patrick and start getting values like equality and dignity and the right to this, the right to that. You start knowing values of fraternity, liberty and equality. Before you know those things, you get your values as a human being from the family. So the family is the founding block of human society. So the question is this, what role would the male play if the matriarchy is in charge? What role would they play? Because now the family is looking up to the mother. The mother is making the decisions. Mother is right, so rightfully so. The mother gave birth to the child. Wait, the rightfully so. The mother gave birth to the child. So the mother should have a right over the child. The mother takes care of the dad. The child suckles at the mother's tits when the child is, is, is small. So the child is, 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 is like literally hanging on everything to the, um, uh, mother. What then becomes the role of men? Now, this is quite important because what studies have shown world over is that families where a biological father is missing it's obviously not every family not every person but male children in particular are affected affected when they do not grow around the biological father mm. and i'm one of those people so tread lightly yeah <laughs> okay mm-hmm. i'm going to tread lightly but like I, I, I also didn't mention that it's obviously not the case with everyone, but a majority, particularly in the Americas and Europe, what they have realized is that Rico realizes that a lot of uh, criminals come from families where they did not have uh, fathers present, mm. not just fathers, but present fathers in the household. It's scientific research that mm. uh, a, lo- a, lo- a lot of, uh, there are a lot of other things which I would like to say that come from fatherlessness. 
but uh, for the purpose of being politically correct, I'm not going to mention them. And these things lead to things like identity crisis, for example, uh, in our current society, particularly amongst men. And there are a lot of things that women complain about that have resulted from the destruction of uh, of patriarchy. That a lot of things women complain that men um, don't have. For example, things like a, a rape pandemic. We kind of have a sexual abuse uh, pandemic. Uh, for my reading, I one of the reasons to 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 one of the reasons for why females are no longer the female body is not as respected as it once was when chivalry was the uh, was the was the prevailing um, thing in society is that the patriarchal system has been attacked and in its crum crumbling the patriarchal system has eventually. Um, men now has very little purpose in life. Mm -hmm. So men just do whatever they want because, I mean, they, they have no purpose. They, the patriarchal system has been attacked to a point where they no longer have a defined purpose in life. So, but uh, look, look at patriarchy this way. You have a, you have a set of marbles, right? Then you put your marbles on a table. Now, every time you shake, the marbles move and they fall off the table. If you open the window and the gusty wind comes in, the marbles fall off the table, right? Or if you just wait a bit, the marbles are all over the table. Mm -hmm. So it's very distracting. There is no order. So what do you do to get the marbles in order? You get yourself a glass jar, right? You get yourself a glass jar, transparent. Then you take all your marbles, you put them in the glass jar. So now your marbles are not moving. If you move the table, the marbles don't move. You don't lose the marbles. If a wind comes, you don't lose the marble. Whatever comes, the marbles don't move. Now imagine that the marbles are society, family, particularly the nuclear family. That's, those are the marbles. So each nuclear family has got its own values, its own perspective, its own approaches, its own experiences, and we do whatever we want. So we are the marbles that are going all over the place when the wind blows, when the table moves. We are the human beings. We're just going all over the place. There's no concerted movement. Sure, now, I know you disagree with this. The, the patriarchy is the glass jar. <laughs> the patriarchy is the glass jar. So the glass jar has no scratches. It's brand new. has no scratches. It smells nice, right? It's not dirty. It doesn't have dust. But with time, it's going to accumulate dust. It's going to accumulate spots because it's not being cleaned. So this nice smell is going to go away. And this is what I believe has happened to patriarchy, that certain toxic um, practices have seeped into the patriarchal system. And these practices have led to inequalities and unjustified inequalities. Now, come, I come back now to the quality, equality conversation. And I say equality is a myth. Equality is cannot be... Uh, um, attained in how people see it. Okay, so now why do I say equality is impossible? Number one, human beings, we are a hierarchical system. So they're going Which to equality again? I'm, I'm going to come back to that one. Okay. I'm going to come back. I'm, gonna, I'm coming. There. I'm coming. Give me, give me time. Give me time. <laughs> okay. time. So now, human beings, we are hierarchical human beings. We have hierarchies within schools. We have not, I'm not talking about social construct hierarchies. Hierarchies come naturally. You notice that in 
each of your relationships with people, whether they're platonic, romantic, whatever kind of relationship, there is always some form of hierarchy between the two people, or it's three people, it's four people. There's some sort of hierarchy that sort of, say, comes out naturally. So one of the biggest issues we currently yeah, have... Yeah, that's actually part of human nature. Like, we always have to have someone in charge. Yeah. So one thing I find interesting is that female hierarchies and male hierarchies work very differently. Mm-hmm. And because they work very differently, how we perceive who should be a leader based on your gender or your sex actually determines and brings about this friction between the genders and say, patriarchy is wrong. Because what I notice is that women are more, um, use compassion or compassion more, uh, empathy more from my observa- uh, observations. Women tend to use compassion more so as to gain a, a hierarchical position, right? So women are more compassionate. They use emotion to get to a, a, a hierarchical position. So women try to appeal to your sense of humanity, so to say. They try to appeal to your sense of, of community. Whereas from, my, from where I look for men, men seek to assert dominance so that they become a leader to set up the hierarchy. So for example, in female societies, women will use women's issues, for example, to be able to be the societal leader in a particular group of women. So they will use things like uh, sexual abuse, uh, feminism, women's rights and stuff, so to appeal to a group of women and appeal to the emotion, appeal to their sense of, of compassion and sense of disadvantage, so to so as to gain um, 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 a hierarchical position and become societal leader in that particular female group. Men have this tendency of showing you that they are more powerful than you. So men, in most instances, we use violence, for example, to assert power. Coming from a boys' school, this I, I saw for over. I went to a boys' high school, six years. Violence was a way of uh, showing power, whether it's physical violence or verbal violence, and it worked. Trust me, it worked. Trying to appeal, yeah. trying to appeal, Dylan. Yeah, you, you remember trying to mm-hmm. appeal to people's emotions with men somehow never worked. Uh, in my positions of leadership that I occupied for the last three years of my high school, trying to appeal to men's emotions never worked. It only worked when you asserted yourself and used some form of violence, whether it's physical violence, then you threaten physical violence, or you use violent words. That's when you had a response for men. But when my interactions with women, that never worked. So that's the problem we have. The problem we have is that we have hierarchies and our hierarchies are different. They're incessantly different. And unfortunately, because men are direct and they use violence, this violence is very direct and the results of violence are almost instant. Whereas the results of trying to use emotion and compassion take time because you have to mentally convince a person. Whereas violence, if I come and beat you up and I say, vote for me, you will vote for me there and then. But if I come and tell you, Look, you know what? You have a right to this. You have a right to, you know, to to uh, social, you have social economic rights, a right to housing. You have a right to that. It takes time to convince you that you should actually vote for me, right? That's now, this is, I think it depends on the type of society you're coming from. If you have a feminine society, 
then talking and reasoning is the best option to go for instead of violence. Yeah. But I mean, even in a female society, violence is very, it's, it's because no one wants to feel pain. Whether it's a man or woman, whether it's a man or woman, no one wants to feel pain. Shame, what do you think about that? Yoga, if you get beaten mm. today to vote for someone, do you think you're just going to go and vote for that person because it's your job? In some cases, you feel more obliged to not vote for that person in some cases. Right? I think in that case, you need to be a person of strong moral character. Yes. Like, Which is very common in today's day and age where people feel like they have. Because if not, then slavery would still be alive today if you have that notion whereby through violence you continue. Ah, bro, look at Nelson Mandela, look at Martin Luther King. All those people were subjected to violence, but still they, they continue to fight. Yeah, but there was some sort of violence around them. I mean, look at MK in South Africa. The ANC had a, had a military wing, even though Nelson Mandela was depressed. But the, the South Africa NC and MK had a military wing. So there's, there's a certain level wing. of violence. There's a certain level of violence. I'm not saying violence always works, but most of the time it's efficient, it's fast, it's quick, it's swift. Uh, you, you've never sounded more like Zambia in your life than now. So. <laughs> but... <laughs> That brings me no, to the no truer like, words were spoken, Dylan. No truer yeah. words were spoken. Uh, mm-hmm. how, uh, in 2023, okay, guys, you see, you see, Harare South. Shine told us me he was going to say this, but you can see Shine is on me, and <laughs> no, it's not. Thank you very much. Thank to you. all my Zano PF youth is listening, please uh, vote for your uh, guy. Uh, please vote uh, for your boy. Pamberi nem sangano. Pamberi nem sangano. Um, welcome to this ad break. Uh, the views of Takunda Gumbu are not the views of what, what's our podcast name again? <laughs> this guy's not a he's not invited to the very next time. Is that his own bribe? No, because what is this? What is it? Um, Kunda, you said quite uh, a number of things, and it's a conundrum. Uh, I haven't come to the equality part. I was going to end with the equality, but if you want ah, to ask you, me you ask. Um, I'll briefly say for now, I can't um, say I completely understand and agree with everything that you said. But then again, we've only been speaking for about an hour or so, so I might need clarity on some things. Um, I disagree with everything you said. On you one said end, you said that women tend to appeal to emotions uh, and men tend to appeal to violence and asserting mm. dominance. Mm. And the examples you gave are, you know, I'm going to beat you up and do what, I, do what I say. And on the woman's side, you said, you know, you have a right to this. Come on, you know, you deserve this. And I, I think maybe those examples don't clearly portray the depth of men and women and of course maybe you you use those examples simply because it was on the fly but i think you do a disservice to both women and men by doing that so of course because you did on the fly i I won't hold it against you but um the picture that i get the the the, the picture that i get dylan (laughs) the picture that i get from that at first instance is you know women are weak Uh, they they are incapable of establishing coherent 
mm. uh, thought processes. They can't think for themselves. They can't use reason and logic. Uh, they themselves, um, you know, can't be persuasive by through intellect alone. Um, no, and no, both no. argument. I, That's, I, 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 it's the, it's vice versa. Yeah, that you need you need so. intellect. You need intellect to convince women. You need yeah, intellect to convince exactly. women. Basically, saying it's um, easier. Caveman it, it's, DNA is for males. Mm. Yeah. No, but like essentially, what I'm saying. Look, I'm not saying that uh, women can't think for themselves, or you can't use violence against women, or men use violence alone, and men don't appeal to emotions. But mm-hmm. from my own observations, mm. growing up in Zimbabwe and coming here to Namibia, what I have observed in these two communities, as well as what I observed, you know, from from reading and watching mm. uh, documentaries okay. and stuff like that, and observing other people's culture. What I've observed naturally is that in other societies, in all these societies, there's a tendency that when men are interacting amongst themselves, mm-hmm. they use violence. And I've experienced this. This is why I say I've experienced this. I've been at the lower end of the hierarchy and the mm-hmm. top uh, higher end of the hierarchy. And mm-hmm. in both instances, I realized that it takes time to convince the man by trying to take on his emotions, by trying to 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 sit and get in a certain psych around his compassion, his empathy. It takes long. It's easy to get men in one file by threatening them with violence. And with women, if you threaten them with violence, they can comply. They can comply, but you will see the discontent. Now, mm. if you really want to convince women to get on your journey. All you need to do is just come appeal to, to their intellect, so to say. So you can also appeal to men's intellect. Like the revolutionary uh, uh, movements in Africa appeal to the black man's intellect. That is true. I'm not saying that you can't uh, appeal to men's intellect. You can. Mm-hmm. But generally, men tend to quickly answer, uh, uh, um, quickly, what you call it, reply and uh, adhere to the threat of violence. Okay. Yeah. This is in okay, the establishment. This is in the establishment of hierarchies, right? It's in the establishment mm-hmm. of hierarchies. So, in, in in both these instances, we're trying to see who becomes the leader. Because I think mm. we are all, we are all in agreement that human beings, as human beings, we naturally have hierarchies. Hierarchies are not social constructs; they just come naturally. Mm-hmm. Yes. So in the in the what I have observed, and even this is also comes from some of the reading I've been doing, that hierarchies tend to be uh, formed. And I like the fact that um, Jordan Peterson also agrees on that fact. <laughs> um, there's one doctor of um, she's a biology expert. I forgot. I keep forgetting this lady's name. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I mean, even um, Yuval Noah Harari is probably my favorite um, writer at this moment in time. He also talks about hierarchies being formed. And a plethora of experts in in human um, history and gender studies do mention about hierarchies uh, being existing naturally in, 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 in human society. Now, the issue of hierarchies then brings me to equality. That in today's age, people want an equality of outcomes that is not attainable it is not attainable today it was not attainable yesterday 
and it will not be attainable in any future event whatsoever. An outcome of equalities is impossible. So if Dylan and I apply for one job, the outcome is not going to be the same. We apply for the job, we both get the same job, our outcome is not going to be the same. It does not mean that we are both going to end up being the CEO of that company or the leader of that organization at one point in time. That cannot happen. Uh, that is impossible. What we need is an equality of opportunities. That is so very much achievable. But at the end of the day, we need to be equitable. So we cannot say that we have a situation where both men and women are the leaders in society, that both men and women have um, an equal um, control over society. I don't think that's possible. I don't think that can be achieved. Because remember we're saying the patriarchal system is a system where the dominance primarily lies with men. This is either going to be reversed where we have women and uh, dominating and men are going to be fighting. We're going to have male movements fighting the matriarchy. Then we destroy the matriarchy and then patriarchy comes again. Then matriarchy comes again because um, I know a lot of people talk about gender fluidity and how there are several genders, but at the end of the day, the fact of the matter is there are only two human sexes, male or female. Wow, I'm not commenting on that, by the way, just so you know. Um, no, to anyone who's listening to this, you, you've heard that that is Tabunda's um, way of life and belief structure. Not to say I'm in support or not in support of it. I'm just saying it came from one person. Continue. No, so. no, but but I'm saying, look, gender. Uh, there's a difference between gender and sex. That's the conversation this day. Sex okay. is biological. It's objective. No matter what we can say, you're either born male or female. You're either born uh, with XY chromosome or XX chromosome. You cannot have DY or DD or AB or CD. At least that's what science has revealed to us, that you're either XY or XX. So, I mean, that is always going to exist. Those two sexes are always going to exist at this point in time. That's what science has revealed to us. So... If we remove the patriarchy in its entirety, we're going to have a magical system. And then men are going to be so-called oppressed. And I fear that men are more going to, are going to be more oppressed than women because men are actually a minority number all over. Although it's, it's, although it's negligible, I think it's about 48% to 52% if I'm mistaken. So having a society of an equality of outcomes is actually impossible. We cannot say because we've sent a hundred women to school, those hundred women must become CEOs as much as a hundred boys would become CEOs. I don't think that's possible. What we can do is to bring equalities to people, uh, equal opportunities. So yeah, I mean, it's it's it's, it's a long ass conversation. It's a it's a it's 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 quite hmm. uh, extensive. It requires a lot a, a lot more time than we have for today's podcast. I'm afraid to say. Yeah. Um, of course, every conversation we have is going to take time. Yeah, Sharon. 
Oh, this was uh, this was heavy. Um, I, I know our episode is is sort of coming to an end, and as it comes to a close, I want to say that for certain, we have to fight for equality of opportunity. The example you gave earlier was really interesting, which was if Dylan and I, as in Dylan and you, apply for a job you won't both get the same outcomes. Which, of course, is true. <laughs> but what we are um, fighting for, yeah, Dylan will get a job. Yeah. Um, what we're fighting for is I, as a girl, should be in a position to equally apply for the same job and to be in a competitive place with both of you guys. Um, I should be made competent. The things that give me competence are education, right? Um, we should educate women. We should educate men. We should give them access to these things. There are barriers that are stopping women from advancing in life. Barriers which men don't necessarily have to deal with on a daily basis. Those structures need to be broken down. And not just by women, by men too. Um, we have to ensure that we strive equality of opportunity and it shouldn't be a thing of yeah you know the feminists are at it again they are you know talking about a little protest or whatever we have to do that collectively and i know sometimes for some people the morality argument the it's the right thing to do argument it just doesn't work anymore people don't hear it it's not clear in their heads and so sometimes we have to appeal to people's intellect because we are all able to rationalize and think logically. And if you don't want equality of opportunity for everyone because it's the right thing to do, then maybe consider that it will be beneficial for you um, on a factual basis. I think the struggle that I that I have is that people are so hell-bent on wanting to advance the patriarchy because there is no better alternative. Um, but they are also not willing mm -hmm. to scrutinize yeah. the patriarchy itself and find what's wrong with it and try to fix it. Um, there's no, there's nothing wrong with power inherently. And I think the patriarchy debate, it's, it's one of power and weakness. There's nothing inherently wrong with power. But the problem is when those who have that power start, start to misuse it, and oppress people. And we see this in different areas, in slavery, in patriarchy, um, even in feminist movements, okay? Um, people who have power can end up misusing it and further oppressing other people. And I think that's the dust that we see on the marbles right now. Mm. Um, that's the stench that we smell on the marbles right now. It is that this patriarchal thing has morphed into an instrument of oppression. And I don't, we can try to be very intellectual about it and very smart about it and bring evidence or research or whatever it might be. Or, you know, I listen to this podcast or I watch this YouTube video or whatever it might be. But at the end of the day, we just have to acknowledge the fact that we are all deserving of human dignity, number one. Yes. Takunda, earlier you mentioned the Universal Declaration of Human Rights. The system of human rights and international law is all built on the fundamental 
principle of human dignity. The idea mm-hmm. that we all inherently have um, the right to human dignity. And if we do, it means that you are not deserving of oppression. Neither am I. That's not a gender thing. That's a human thing. So women's rights are not women's rights. They are human rights, right? Us trying to advance education yeah, yeah. isn't a thing of saying it's a gender thing. It, it, I'm human. If you are entitled to education, so should I. If you're entitled mm. to a job position, so should I. If Amen. I want to get a promotion, so should I. It, it's not a gender thing. Let's, let's not politicize it so much. It's a human thing. So that's, that's the fundamental thing that I want people to take away from this episode. Yeah, we've talked about some really fundamental ideological principles, but as you think about this, um, I don't want to call it a debate, but this conversation, right? As you leave this bri or whatever it might be, let the basis of your thinking, your critical thinking, let me say that, be the fact that we are all deserving of human dignity. And if that's the case, sometimes human dignity has to prevail over efficiency. We don't care how much, you know, we develop as a society, how much infrastructure we get, how far across the Milky Way we can travel, how much of the, you know, speed of light we can calculate. If we all attain all those things at the expense of the little girl or the little boy that is stuck under the basement, then it's not a proper society and I don't want to be a part of it. Um, so that's, that's what I have to say. Um, for now. Dylan. (laughs) (laughs) So that was, that was heavy. That was heavy, but very factual. So I, 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 th- I would like just like to close on the patriarchy conversation and say this. Mm. Um, I think the patriarchy, the idea of patriarchy itself is not bad, but we have accepted certain practices which are oppressive and we need to fix these practices. Like Sharon was saying, there's certain barriers to women, a lot of barriers that women face that we need to do. For example, um, there's taxation. There's no taxation on computers to come into. Uh, if you import certain uh, technological things into Zimbabwe, you don't face taxes. If you uh, set up a renewable energy power plant, you will not be taxed in Zimbabwe for five years, right? But PEDS are still taxed. Yeah. I mean, menstruation is natural. Computers mm-hmm. are natural. Um, solar panels are not natural. Why is there tax exemption on that? But uh, you talking about that in Zoom when they're taxing uh, dog tax. Oh yeah, dog tax. Yeah, but you see what I'm talking about. Why? Why is uh, tax? Why is there tax on menstruation? I don't think there's enough education on 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 our own biological biology as human beings. You mm-hmm. find that people, um, we girls in primarily in, in school, struggle with uh, you know being laughed at because they're going through a menstrual cycle. I fortunately was uh, when got got an education well in time. So when we saw, when we saw those going through this, we understood them because the way menstruation had been introduced to us and it explained to us, it was explained to us in a holistic way. So we understood that this is something natural. This is not something to laugh at someone at about when you see the blood spots on their school dresses and stuff. But mm-hmm. a large number of our society was not educated that way. We need also need to take that into account. That a large number yeah. of society is not well educated on how equal we are as human beings, how the other mm-hmm. gender functions. So we need to take that into consideration. But most imp- 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 importantly is that 
this the removal of barriers is going to take time. It's not going to happen overnight. And I, the reason, remember when I asked you, Sharon, in your when you were saying that you first experienced patriarchal system mm-hmm. discrimination against you, I asked you about the people's ages. Mm-hmm. You said the referee wasn't about in his forties, mm-hmm. and that's a person who came from an era where women probably had no rights. When they grew up, their father told them that women had no rights. Their mother mm-hmm. probably didn't have no rights because if they were in the forties, I mean that's seventeen, sixteen. That's probably what. Uh, how long ago was that? Seven, six years. Uh, 2014. Yeah, so 2014. Uh, if someone is in, for, in their 40s in 2014, it means they were born in the 1970s, which means their parents probably got married in the 1960s. So mm. you see now, in the 1960s, women women didn't have rights. Black people didn't have rights in the 1960s. So the psych there, so that person's values when they were growing up are really different. Their views on 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 gender are really different. So I also I I, I like. I like it for that fact because I I also look at when I when I'm talking about the age and time I also mm-hmm. look at Namibia I also look at Namibia talking of there being no female CEOs now all of Namibia's banks commercial banks all the large banks are now being led by women mm. excluding excluding FNB excluding FNB I think FNB it's still a man but Standard Bank it's a man uh Bank Vindok it's a man Ned Bank, it's a, it's, it's sorry, women. Standard Bank, mm. it's a woman. Uh, Bank Vindok, it's a woman. Uh, Ned Bank, it's a woman. And you have all these other bigger companies which are being led by women, which don't come into the conversation. And one thing you notice about these women, they are from a particular generation of women. Mm. They come from a generation of women that had access to education, that they grew up in that they were the young people in an era where. The governments were now being more active in in, in women empowerment. So mm-hmm. barriers are going to take time. The moving of barriers are going to take time because, like you, like in your situation, what happened to you? The forty-year-old man will not have given you the opportunity, but the seventeen-year-old gave you an opportunity to become the touch judge. Mm-hmm. So I think barriers are also going to take time as our stake in education around gender issues gets better. We are going to start seeing the removal of barriers, and then and only then can we actually see that patriarchal system is actually not so much of a bad system. Hmm. Um, But at the same time, we cannot believe that we can achieve equality mm-hmm. of outcome. You say yes, an equality, an Let's equality of outcome. Yes, an equality of outcome. So we cannot say that both men and women can dominate can society. Lead. Yes, we cannot say um, one. One look, look. Listen, you said that earlier. Men, you said look, it again. Very debatable. Yeah, yeah. Men and women can occupy leadership positions as individuals, mm-hmm. but both sexes cannot dominate. One sex is going to dominate, and I predict that the hmm. male, the male sex, will dominate for a longer period um, because patriarchy mm-hmm. has been there for the longest time. I mean, even Neanderthals. The argument is even that even Neanderthals were patriarchal. So, uh, to remove something that has been there for thousands and thousands of years is very difficult. And I mean, it doesn't look. Everyone tries to bring that um, conversation to the to men being brawny and being on average stronger than women on average. But at the same time, that argument seems like a fallacy. 
But ironically, it seems to continue. Like Dylan was saying that about that picture, that is the men who fail and become soldiers who then determine your future. Mm. So it's, it's, it's quite interesting. But at the end of the day, both sexes cannot dominate. One sex is going to gain dominance. And in, from where I see it, from how the world is going, I think men will continue to dominate. How perfect would that dominance be? Not so perfect. Would, they, would it be oppressive? Yes, it will be oppressive. Tricky. I don't agree with that, but that's for another day. Um, also, the other thing that I did want to say is that I know our conversation has been largely centered around women and how women um, are oppressed as a result of patriarchy, but also we shouldn't ignore the fact that men also uh, experience a level of oppression or um, subjugation at the expense of patriarchy. We see a lot of this, especially in men's mental health um, and the idea that men can't be vulnerable, they can't express their emotions or, you know, stuff like that because they will seem to be weak um, and small and inferior and insignificant. And of course, I can't speak for men, but I do think that's something that we do have to shed some light on in this conversation about patriarchy um, as we move forward. It, men, women are not the only ones that experience oppression as a result of that system. And yeah, um, that's, that's, about, that's about it for me. Yeah, I mean, this conversation is quite, it's, it needs more than just pregnant. an hour or so to talk about. Mm. Yeah, it's very pregnant. It's got just mm-hmm. this day. What, what is that lady in South Africa, decuplates or something like that? The 10 babies, the fake story. Oh, oh my gosh. She's got a lot of babies. Anyway, for me, it all comes down to culture, comes down to who we are, who we're talking from, what counts exactly. What doesn't count, um, the, the toxicity behind it. What is toxicity? There's a lot of questions that need to be asked or answered. And in these questions, shall we find our answer? Um, I mean, we've all made sense. I disagree with a lot. <laughs> God knows I disagree with a lot, but, um, I, but it makes sense. It's, it's, uh, that's why we have this conversation in the first place. Because after this, I'm definitely going to sit down and be like, yo, let me think about this. Exactly. And of course, with that, I'm going to dive into a lot of other topics such as feminism, such as um, culture, such as what's it called? Mental conditioning and social conditioning, propaganda. And I'm, I'm going to find all these things and figure out why are we the way we are right now. But yeah, for me, in conclusion, I'm just going to say, yes, we, there is a need, human nature, for there to be dominance. But at the same time, does the dominant have to be a patriarchal one? That's a question that I would like to answer. But in my opinion, it doesn't have to be dominant. In my opinion, whoever is the best leader should be the leader. We... As mm. idealistic as that is, but if you have a female, in fact, why do you even look at it at a gender base? If someone's a good leader, and I mean someone, whether straight, transgender, gay, female, non-binary, if that person's a good leader, that person's a good leader. Full stop. Let's put them in charge. Let's follow their way of life in any situation, politically, socially, 
economically. Let's just go with what we all feel comfortable with. Full stop. That's Agreed. how I see it. Agreed. Mm. Agreed. And with that, it is safe to say that we've ended today's podcast. Okay. We've had a lot of things. We've had a lot to talk about. Um, thank you so much for those who are listening. Don't forget to follow us on our socials, of course, social media. Um, we have Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, whatever. You'll see us there, but we'll just find us. True truth at a bride. Um, even if you want to have your own common discussions or natural discussions with us individually, I'm sure it'd be very easy to find us. I'm on like a social media, you can just find anyone. Especially those, you know, there's those honeys out there, you can just find a guy. Uh, or you have those guys who just find girls as well, stalkers. But I'm tuning the honeys, bro. <laughs> the honeys can just find anyone, bro. That's just scary, bro. Honestly. FBI. <laughs> uh, you. You don't even have, I don't even have to say what my Instagram handle is there because I know people just find me. Guilty. <laughs> you know. Ah, bro. But if you want to have conversations, I'm sure you'll just find us and you talk to us. Um, but that's it for today's podcast. Thank you so much for listening. I think the tagline for this week just stays the same. Huh? They must know. I think we. they must know. Or I was going to say pay tricky rules or pay tricky rules <laughs> but that would be very good <laughs> I said or pay tricky not hurry <laughs> no I think the tagline should be the pay tricky rules but we should change aspects of the t- pay tricky I'm done that sounds so long that's a, it's a not long one yeah <laughs> <laughs> it's a thesis what you say equality for all equality for all for no sure. no uh, alter the pay tricky alter the pay tricky no. change the pay tricky all to yeah, the patron. Yeah. What do you think? Sharon is in disagreement, but let's go yes. with that for now. All Tough the times are lasting for the hand. <laughs> but thank you so much to everyone who stayed tuned in, um, who has watched, has gone this far. We'll have questions for you on Instagram. Just follow us and uh, we'll have more discussions about it. See you next time. Bye. Peace. Yeah, 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 yeah.